Hi, I'm Howard Drew Karsh, and this is Real Estate with Howard Drew Karsh. For those who don't know me, I'm one of the co-founders of Right at Home Realty. I'll talk about that more as we get into the podcast. But the whole idea of this podcast is how do you succeed in real estate? Uh, People have been asking me that for the last few years because this company that I co-founded started with no agents and has grown to over 5,000. So I thought I'd start with talking about myself and, and the failures I've had to get to this success. And in future episodes, I'll be bringing on other real estate people and people around the real estate industry who will also talk about how they got into it, why they like real estate, where their failures were. So I'll start about myself. Uh, my beginnings were, for lack of a better word, humble. I grew up in Downsview. It's one of the more blue collar parts of the city. Uh, my father um, left school when he was uh, in public school. Um, he started, and I give him credit, later in life, he started a variety store and a snack bar with my mother, which provided us a very good middle-class income. Um, I guess that would be the starting point of my work career, and this would have been uh, in my early teens. So my job was to bring up uh, cases of pop that, that had to be refilled and take down empty cases. Along with that, my job was to cut uh, potatoes in a, it was a Hobart potato machine. And that was in the dark, dingy basement. And pretty soon after that, I realized that's not the work I was cut out for nor did I want to do. So what I did was um, Yorkdale had just opened, uh, which tells you how old I am. And I decided I would try to get a job at Yorkdale. There was a men's store called Jack Fraser. Uh, I applied. I was 15. I lied, said I was 17, uh, got the job. And I thought, this would be great. Um, So the basics on that job were uh, the beginning part was sweeping the floors along with cleaning the bathrooms. Uh, However, I graduated to being on the sales floor and I loved it. I loved the idea of sales. Um, I remember what I did with my first check. This is when the Beatles were popular. Uh, I bought a Nehru jacket. It was a yellow Nehru jacket. I have no idea why I did or if I ever wore it, but uh, that's that was the beginning of my, my sales career. Um, in school, I, uh, I think that's where I really realized I was, I had a, a perhaps a gift for persuasion or if, if nothing else, a real uh, natural ability. Um, I wasn't a great student. Um, I was about to go into university, that would have been York University. However, uh, one of the problems I had was my math mark. My math mark was like 58 or 59 or 57, and I needed to get a 60. Um, So without any reason not to do this, I went in, spoke to the math teacher, and I said, you know, uh, if if I can get 60, I can go to York and I won't be in your class anymore um, and you know I'm just asking for a couple of marks so that I can move on and I think it was motivated by I won't be in your class anymore and I got the marks so that point kind of got me thinking you know I, I feel comfortable talking to people and trying to communicate with them uh, and that got me into York um, I stayed at York got a batch uh, I went to York because many of my friends did um, they were taking political science I had no idea what I wanted to do so I took political science uh, when I when I graduated, um, I decided to go back to one of my part-time jobs. So one of my jobs during high school was I was a, an usher at the CBC, Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, for the live shows. Uh, and I always found it interesting to be around those shows. Uh, I also, at the same time, was delivering pizza. 
Uh, and I've always had this kind of entrepreneurial bent. Um, so after York, I decided I'd try to get farther in the CBC. Uh, and it was a typical mailroom story. Uh, there was an office on Gerard Street, uh, and I would pick up the mail there, and I'd walk it up to another building. Um, I think it was Carlton. And that's what I do all day, walk, deliver, walk, deliver. So after a year, I realized that wasn't much of a future. Um, and a friend of mine, Stan Fromstein, was at uh, uh, University of Windsor in a, a course that was called a special BCom. If you had an undergraduate degree, you could take 12 months consecutively and get a, a business degree. So um, I decided that was a good way to get business experience. Went into uh, Windsor, somehow got through. I can't, I can't explain how if I couldn't do math, but I worked really hard to get the degree. Um, and the beauty of it was, it was uh, a lot of accounting. And uh, in the late uh, sort of mid seventies, the big accounting firms were desperate for students. So they would come out to Windsor, they'd interview you. And then if they like you, they'd give you a plane fare back to Toronto. So the cool thing was I could get back to Toronto by plane uh, as often as I want. I did the interviews, I actually got hired. I got hired by a company called Cooper's Librand, which uh, I don't believe is uh, no longer there, but it was one of the top big eight. Um, I worked in auditing and uh, what I found with auditing is really was too boring for me. Um, and then at the one year review, and I, I thought this was very flattering in some way, the partner I worked for called me in to his office and he said, you know, Howard, um, you would be a great partner, but you can't do accounting. <laughs> and, uh, that was the end of that accounting career. Um, but the point of making in all of these is, you know, these have been failures, but I kept moving on. I have a cousin, his name's Marshall Drukarsh. Uh, watching my career, he said, you know, Howard, you have the ability to fail up. And I thought, you know, looking back, that's that's kind of it. Um, so after after uh, um, I finished that course, what I wanted to do was marketing and advertising after Windsor. So I got into that and I really did enjoy it. It was creative, uh, interesting clients, uh, mostly retail. And uh, I did that until one day I remember taking out a flyer to the uh, director of marketing. And uh, he um, looked at the flyer and what he said was, uh, I'd like to move the bear a couple inches to the left. And I'm thinking, this is an advertising flyer that no one's ever gonna read. And I just felt that's the end of this career, which moved me into what became my best choice, which is real estate. Um, both my wife and I, my wife Rosemary and I decided we really wanted to do it and we would do well together. So as they say in the, in the books, we burnt the bridges. Uh, she quit her job as an occupational therapist. I quit my job and we decided to get licensed together, work together. And I think that was another reason I, I just feel like I never felt we'd, we'd fail. There was something about intuitively I thought we'd do well and we did very well. Um, we worked together for 10 years till we started a family. Um, and then after that, I just continued in real estate. Um, I went from Royal, uh, excuse me, from Remax, a company was called Remax Chartered. Don Young was the broker and owner. Uh, when the market went south and uh, uh, I didn't want to be in a horrible company like where I couldn't afford it anymore, I then moved to Royal LePage, Johnson Daniel, where my business partner, Arthur Bartram, has, was the manager. And we knew each other from a company before Remax called Canada Permanent. Anyway, it was great to see Arthur. We, we never really 
dealt with each other a whole lot, but we liked each other. Um, and I kept working until one day, Arthur came back from a Florida trip. Uh, and I remember this very clearly. He calls me into his office and he says, Howie, what do you think of this? And he opens up a desk drawer and there's a purple flyer. And it was the model that Right at Home Realty decided to follow. And that was the beginning of Right at Home Realty. What do you think of this? Uh, I was a salesperson. I thought I'd like to make more money. Arthur uh, had managed for many years, seemed to get along well. So we decided to go out and try to get financing. The interesting thing about Arthur, and kind of like, I suppose, to some degree when I was working with my wife, we went for financing and got turned down two or three times. And there was never any, oh, this is, you know, we're depressed, not going to work out. We just continued to work forward. And um, that's where we all kind of started with Right at Home. How that happened was my daughters were, uh, my daughter Jordana and my daughter Maddie were in gymnastics. One of the parents there, uh, Scott Kyle, uh, heard about what, what uh, I was doing and he thought it was a great business idea. Um, he was connected to, uh, Scott was at Cadillac Fairview managing one of the malls. He was connected to Ted Manzieris, who um, knew Ron Petticord. So as the uh, classic story goes, uh, we decided we'd get together with, uh, with Ron and Ted. Arthur and I got dressed up, you know, our best suits. Uh, we met at the Mars, which is a classic diner at Young and Eglinton in Toronto. Um, Ted was there. Ron shows up and work out like uh, exercise clothes. And uh, we sat down. We talked about our model. Ron had retired from Cadillac Fairview um, at a young age and was, I guess, shopping around for something that would interest him. He liked us. He liked the idea. Uh, and just like they say in the movies, we wrote it out on a napkin. I wish we had the napkin. And uh, Ron decided to help us. So what he did... Uh, Arthur and I put in a um, considerable amount of uh, uh, money to get it going, and Ron wrote a terrific business plan, went around to uh, his Bay Street connections, and we raised the money in a few weeks to be able to run the company without a debt for forever. Um, um, and, and that was really interesting because uh, one of my friends, when I asked him about investing in it, uh, he couldn't do it, but he, he certainly trusted me, and he said, you know, when I do investments, I bet on the jockey, not on the horse. And uh, I think what Ron's friends did was the same thing. They knew him, they knew he'd be successful. So we raised the money. Um, one of the investors had a great line about it as well. He said, uh, uh, Ron was able to raise money about an idea, about an idea. And uh, that got us going. Uh, we found a, a building at 895 Don Mills, uh, empty building, uh, excuse me, empty office, um, became our first office, uh, no furniture, and uh, Ron went home and got a plastic picnic table, and that's where we strategized to get right, on, right at home going. Um, and it was grinding it out for, for two years until we broke even, calling agents, no one thought we'd succeed. Um, our friendly competitors told, our, told their agents we'd never succeed. Um, and that's another point about failure, and another point about being committed, and belief, and belief in yourself. Uh, neither Arthur and I or Ron never thought we'd ever uh, fail, and we just kept working at it. Uh, persistence is really important, but luck is really important too. Uh, meeting Ron was luck for Arthur and I because we would have had a nice real estate company, but never grown to the size that company grew. So my my world has been, um, you know, peppered with failure, and and the reason I wanted to do real estate with Howard Drukarsh is over the many years, 30-something years. I started in 1984, became a broker in 1986. 
I've met uh, a great deal of terrifically interesting real estate people, uh, people as agents and people around the business, uh, developers, agents, trainers. And I thought it'd be great to have them come on and talk as well about their experience in real estate, why they got into real estate, where their failures were, where their successes were, because I think what's missing, uh, and I've hired since the start of the company, I was thinking about this, probably hired a few thousand people because the company now has over 5,000. And during my time as manager, uh, broker of record president, I was doing hiring. So uh, many, many interesting people crossed my path uh, and you can never tell who's gonna succeed. And you know, it seems to me what's missing is the sense of confidence in who you are, understanding that failure isn't the end, uh, and continuing to push forward. Um, it, it just seems that's what all the successful people have done. So in future podcasts, that's, that's what the plan is. Um, today I'm in uh, the production office, but uh, no guests. Uh, I guess I'm the first guest of my show. Uh, but in future uh, guests will be probably Zoom uh, uh, meetings. And I'd like to invite you to, uh, to follow uh, Howard Drukarsh on real estate. Um, if you want to email me, you can email me at how, at, excuse me, info at re at, with hd.com. It's written on the wall, so I don't forget it. And I want to thank Realcast Network, who are the producers of this uh, podcast. So I want to wish everybody good health and good luck. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks very much.